0: Welcome back to Respect the Drive. I'm Tedward, and today we've got Kyle Connor, whose name may not be on the tip of your tongue in the front of your mind, but he is the electric vehicle Cannonball record holder. That's right. He drove a Tesla from New York to LA, arriving at the Portofino, and the journey is quite a bit different than in the petrol counterpart. So it's interesting because at this point, Cannonball has gotten so crazy fast that these sort of subsegments of Cannonball are getting more and more popularized, and it'll be interesting to see how the electric vehicle uh, record changes over the next decade. Because obviously, we're getting faster charging, we're getting better batteries, and you know, it's certainly not the the cruising speed that is the limiting factor. It is just the the fuel, whether it be dyno juice or electricity. Anyway, how are you doing? Are you okay? I am. I am. I am coping. The COVID thing still is driving me crazy. I'm, for the most part, solitary. For me, you know, lately, I just keep losing things. And that's insane because I'm not going anywhere. So I'll put my phone down on my way to the bathroom in my house and... I come back and it's gone. I can't find it. And I spend 10 minutes. That's where I get all my steps in really. It's just walking around my house, looking for keys and phones and things that I've put. Who am I kidding? I definitely brought my phone to the bathroom. I also want to give a big shout out and thank you to the Patreon supporters who have graciously donated a dollar, $5, $15 a month to help me keep the lights on in this place, which is fantastic. And speaking of keeping the lights on, I am moving out of my apartment. I've been there for six years. It's a little depressing, but I don't need it anymore. The apartment where I was living, the whole point of being there was so I had easy access to the city. But, you know, I don't need access to the city right now. In fact, all I really need is nice driveway space. So I'm kind of in this weird in-between phase, and we'll see what happens. But for now... This is what's going on. Also, shout out to Garage 42. Garage 42, a storage facility up in Woburn, Massachusetts. Great place if you need to get some of the toys out of the house. Maybe maybe they're overcrowding the rest of the family. Maybe you'd like that garage space for something that goes in and out every single day. Or maybe you're just looking for winter storage, but let them take care of your vehicle up in Woburn. Shoot them a message if you're interested in touring the facility they will set up a private tour, COVID safe, all the goods. All right, let's get into it. This is my conversation with Kyle. So how many miles a year do you drive right now?
1: Uh, It's got to be close to 100,000.
0: Like you drive almost like a truck driver. I don't know anybody yeah. in... Cause I, I don't know what to call you either. Cause I still don't know what you do or I, I do, but I wouldn't be able to like narrow it down. Like I would never call you right. an automotive journalist or even a, I don't know. You just, drive. I'm not a
1: journalist. I'm not a YouTuber, but these are the things that I do. Yeah. And so it's, I'm, I'm like in this weird space of, well, uh, honestly the YouTube channel does so well now. It's been amazing to watch that grow. We could live off of it if we had to. That's fantastic. And, And yeah, and so our our subscriber base is low, growing really fast because of this road trip series that we've been doing, but low – but our our views are insane and we have really long videos so we can hit like 17 ads at someone. Exactly. Which that's – honestly, YouTube auto does it, but – I mean, some of these videos are just like making stupid money. I was like, who knew you could make this much money on YouTube? So what are you doing?
0: What like what's your main focus on out of spec right now? Because I know it's I mean, it started a lot with just your personal experience with the the, the Tesla's. I mean, right. Is that still the case? Or you, I mean, how do you how do you stretch that? How do you how do you take that idea and be like, oh, my like, yeah, it's an electric car. Like, what more can you say about it? And that's the that's what makes a YouTuber a YouTuber. So what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, it's tough because, I, again, I don't consider myself a YouTuber. I don't know. I just kind of film things here or there. Um, okay, so here's where I've been struggling with, like, out of spec and everything that I've been trying to do. So, as you know, as a YouTuber, you are a slave to YouTube algorithms.
0: You got to keep you,
1: uploading, man. It's uploading, but it's also consistent content. It's the Doug DeMiro problem, right? That's why he had to start a second channel. That's why everyone else does. Yes. And that's why The Smoking Tire had to move their podcast to a new channel. The because it just you stray, killed.
0: it's just yeah. like people are like, what is this? This is different. I don't like
1: it. Right. And so, you know, out of spec is still so new that there hasn't been a clear direction. But yeah. what has, like, without question, always taken off are these stupid long road trip videos that – I'm like, I can't watch these. I don't know who does, but they're doing two, three hundred thousand views and they're an hour long. Right. And and
0: and 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 that's the thing, is you found this niche in the and we're gonna get into your feelings of Tesla and electric cars and our good friend Elon as well, but you found this niche where um you can make, I mean, automotive content, literally everything's out there. We've seen it all, whether you're, you know, we've seen all the sexy B-roll, um, hipster, like car show stuff, drift event stuff. Every car reviewer in the world is doing the same thing. Um, it's it's out there. You want to search a car, you're going to find- We need to
1: talk about car reviewers at some point throughout this episode. A hundred
0: percent. And But you found this thing where like, the thing that was missing were people that were using their electric vehicles in like, and not, not making defensive them, not being like, yeah, it gets me to work every day. And you're like, no, I drive it. Like I'm driving a a Mack truck across the country. Like (laughs) you, you, you use these cars in very different ways than people. So I think people look at these videos and they're like, wait, could I use that? Like you are the Guinea pig for like everybody questioning whether they can use their cars
1: right well I, I would totally agree with that i think that's that's an accurate statement the the out of spec channel uh itself is now going to have to become based purely off of a slave to youtube algorithms an electric vehicle adventure channel and that's it and it cannot be anything else uh i've you know again i'm lucky enough where we i get access to cars i know you do too we should talk about that but i cannot even post car reviews on the out-of-spec channel because it kills the whole thing right it all it all just comes crashing down right it's like well you know 99 of our audience and subscribers come from tesla and don't get me wrong i like my tesla i like electric cars but i like normal cars too i'm not like ev or nothing here i just think it's cool new technology that it's fun to explore what you can do with it that's purely my reasoning here i'm not out to save the planet I mean, I think it's a great byproduct that it could be more efficient and, and greener to drive an electric car, especially with more distance. Um, but that's not the goal. The goal is just to do interesting things with cars. And again, I have cool access to electric cars. I own them. So let's do cool things. Uh, the The struggle that I've been having is I started this new gig with uh, Inside EVs and MotorOne.com. It's part of Motorsport Network. They have like 17 outlets. And it's a huge conglomerate of automotive media. And they asked me to go and start their YouTube channel, uh, which is the inside EVs YouTube channel. Sure. And the whole basis was they're the world's largest site dedicated to plug in electric vehicles. One great to be a part of that. Cause that's obviously I have a lot of experience with EVs. Cool to like nail the big dog in the playing field here. Like that was great. Um, and then they're like, go make cool videos. And sure. That's all, I can do that. Let's go do cool things. And, um, you know, but with that becomes press cars, it's like, okay, well, you have a new car, go review that, go look into it, go X, Y, Z, go produce content. As you know, a lot of these fleet prep companies, we don't have to get too into it. They like to do weekly rotations. So they're dropping off their electric cars and then they're dropping off gas cars. I'm like, personally, that's great. Sure. Yeah. Like I want to drive everything, like bring an X6M over. Fantastic. Bring whatever. I had the Toyota Land Cruiser Heritage Edition. I had some really cool stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. OK, now I need to provide content where. <laughs> like, right. I feel that pressure, too, sometimes
0: because there. I mean, like I, I, luckily with Winding Road magazine, I can make a video about literally anything. It doesn't even right. have to have four wheels. It's If it's something that's motorized and goes and I can put a hat on, I'm good to go. Uh, But on Word, I I often feel really weird doing like a Subaru Legacy review.
1: I saw your Legacy review and I was like, this is going to be interesting. And I click on it and you're like, this is the most boring thing ever. I'm like, I knew it was going there. People and and, and and that's like an honest,
0: normalized opinion too. Like I got a bunch of comments. People were so mad at me. They're like,
1: you know, you're
0: comparing this to the Porsche GT4. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm like, I'm comparing this to a Honda Accord. Honda Accords are awesome.
1: Yes, they are, especially the two liters. They rip.
0: That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, dude, like, you're, I, I, how many more times do I have to say it's good bang for buck, amazing technology, the most, It it it, it is like taking a volume when you turn it on. It is just right. mind numbing. And that's fine. Whatever. Every, I assume every dislike is from a Subaru legacy owner. It, it, it is what it is. It, but- <laughs> well, it's
1: got to be. And so I would imagine for your channel, and I'll, I'll talk about a new channel that I just started in sure. a second. I haven't really shared around much. And it's very similar to your idea. Uh, Your channel, you probably get spikes on cars that are hot with enthusiast groups because it would get shared around in the Mustang crowd if it's a GT500. And then you can retain that audience and bring them for other vehicles. Which is funny Does because
0: that it, it, that's totally true. BMW is like that. I'm not a BMW fanboy, but, you know, I post a video of an E39 doing literally anything. I could be going to the grocery I, I, store.
1: I watch every E39 video there
0: is. And there it is. And it gets shared around and people tell me, I'll murder you if you sell it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I what if I have to eat? Like, <laughs> what, if, <laughs> well, what if that's, like, important to me to have that's cash? That's
1: the thing. These, uh, uh, these E39 M5s, like, you still have yours. I do. And they're amazing. And I don't know if I ever told you the story. When I was younger, my mom uh, was pregnant with me. She owned an E thirty nine five series, giving away my age, relatively young. And <laughs> she totaled the car while she was pregnant with me. And I think the BMW badge got lodged it's somewhere. It's in there
0: somewhere. I mean, it's I, in there somewhere. I mean, I still like them to some extent. But I, I you know, if 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 the press fleet that next week drops off some three series or even an m8 like i i will be like cool i'll drive it but i don't i'm not gonna get the fizz i don't get the modern fizz. bmws do nothing for no, me i'm after the e92 i'm really out of it but all right let's go i want to we're, we're going way fast i need to talk to you about evs for a second because <laughs> like here's the thing like i know there are people who are ev crazy who are like mm-hmm they they it is a cult it is a religion um especially surrounding elon and this is very weird to me because oh, don't get, this is i'm weird. not weird i'm not a big elon fan as a person and i'm already gonna get hate i'll probably get more emails from that than literally anything i've ever said but when you <laughs> like I, I don't you know i'm with matt farah about the the creepy crowdfunding i thought the boring company was cool with the with the with the flamethrowers that's fine that was legit it was like cool yeah. you've got a thing like what are you doing but but with the Cybertruck, it was like, can you just give me $100? Just give me $100. This is never going to go to production. Just give me $100.
1: Right. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't tend like to that. share similar feelings. I, I um, The Cybertruck thing kind of weirds me out. As you mentioned, the whole Tesla owner group, and I have to be careful because this is my entire income I'm talking about here. It is um, – an insanely passionate group of vehicle owners and it's one of the only vehicle owner groups i've ever seen that spans their interests out of tesla so it's like okay you just bought a model Three. Oh my god did you see the spacex dragon just launched today like where is this connection? Makes no sense. But somehow you're supposed to just know and love everything that Elon's a part of.
0: And they're very—they're like hive mind too. Because if someone like you, let's say you get a car, let's say, let's say, let's say Tesla comes out with some package or an update, and you're like, "Yikes! This really like ruined my experience." They would hive mind together to shut you down, to make sure that your voice is muted. And that's what's really scary about the the, the followers of, of the Musk, the Muskers.
1: Right. Well, I, I tend to think of it as a very logical way. And I think people who own Teslas uh, tend to see me as sort of someone who's relatively neutral, still loves my car. I do love my Tesla. No question. I, it's a fantastic device to get me from A to B. It is not fun to drive. It is not exciting to drive. It is not anything like that. It It is is relaxing. It is the most relaxing form of transportation because I put my butt down and then I just arrive at my destination. There's no vibration, no noise. And as a car enthusiast, it sounds like it should be everything that I hate. And it is to the sense of my enjoyment, but to what actually works for my driving situation, my daily living, it's the perfect tool to get around.
0: I I think that's a really good point to drive home to folks who are the EVs are weird because the, they don't necessarily have the hate that like a Prius has for whatever reason, people hate the Prius. I don't even, I think the Prius is a fine automobile. It does. Hey,
1: the Prius is a great handling car. Lift off, oversteer Dude. for days. I just had one on the track and I did a whole review on it. It literally the does track.
0: everything a car should do. And it just does it with 55 miles per gallon. Like no matter what you throw at it. And that's very yes. cool. I appreciate that. But like, for whatever reason, people always saw it as this like political enemy. And I didn't understand <laughs> that because I'm like, who cares? Like, if you don't like them because, you know, you think Prius owners drive slow, like, fine. Okay, that's acceptable. But don't be, like, rolling coal at them to, like, be like, I'm going to trash our environment because you tried to help it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no logic right. there. But with, right. with the thing that hybrids miss out on is hybrids still stress you out because there's still an internal combustion engine in there cranking away, doing its
1: thing. And- oh, starting up with no oil in there. It just pisses me. <laughs> it drives me, like crazy every you know and and i heard you talk about this on a previous podcast and i related to it so well it's the auto start stop syndrome of internal combustion engines it's i just ripped this car oil is through the red and it just shut off and then now it's going to turn on after a minute like i know internal crazy i love getting rental cars and just keeping stop start on because i feel like i'm beating on it even though i'm not It's designed in there, but I feel good about doing that on rentals. I
0: took the GX out, the GX 460 Lexus today out on like some dirt roads, roads that like if this was my car, oh my, I would never do this. I would never do this, but because I'm (laughs) testing it and it's like my job to go like test the thing. Like I'm not flogging, I'm not (laughs) abusing it, but like, you know, on my way home, I'm like, did it make that rattle before? Of course it did. But I, I still like, I treat everything like it's mine. So the panic is there, but that's where the EVs are great because- What you don't realize and what someone, if you've never driven an EV before, this is the easiest way to sell them. Put them in bumper to bumper traffic. Tell them to get like a Model S and just be like, just drive home in traffic. Just drive home. Oh my God. It is the best thing in the world because you don't realize how much your emotional, like your brain is directly tied to your tachometer.
1: You're absolutely right. Well, for car enthusiasts like you and me, evs is a complete reset to driving it gives you a car you do not have to think about while driving every time i drive an automatic transmission i kind of hit it a little harder to downshift it intentionally yes. right you have all of these background mental things that are going on and it tires you out without you even realizing idling and at a EV, red you don't...
0: yeah idling at a red light in like a v8 m3 is yep. an exercise of worry and fear because it never wants to <laughs> idle exactly right, exactly smooth. So you'll hear it dip once in a while and you're like, oh no, yeah, you're like, oh. what's <laughs> going on? And then you freak out. And then it's EVs, man. It's that, it's like, you've just removed like 10 million small stressors that none of them individually could wreck your day, but collectively are aging you so fast.
1: <laughs> yes, you're absolutely correct. So, so I found the perfect use case for an EV for me. And I think for many people, they just don't realize it yet. It is, you need an electric car. And I truly believe this for all of your road tripping EVs are perfect that, you know, my average charging stops are 12 or 15 minutes. It's no problem. It's free. And I, I actually enjoy like finding chargers, plugging in. It works for me very well. And I'm the guy who's like, obviously a cannonball mentality. Let's get from A to B as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I love to charge. Um, the, the second thing with EVs is it just it's great for, for going to work, doing all the stuff, but what it leaves lacking is all of the enjoyment that you want from a fun internal combustion vehicle. So an EV for a car enthusiast cannot be your only car. No, no way. You need something fun with maybe three pedals, maybe not, but something enjoyable in the garage for those special days. And it makes those special days even more special.
0: Oh, and and the, the easiest way to analogize that to most people is like, I don't want to daily drive my Porsche. It's horrible. Right. Oh my God. I drive it once every two weeks and I take it out for a nice little drive. And even in that hour or two, I'm like, yeah, it's time to go home. Like that road is too bumpy. I'm going to break it. Or, you know, this is stressful or I'm in traffic and I'm like, if I get T-boned in this thing, I will die. <laughs> people forget that like there's you know and 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 people also think that like oh well it's boring it doesn't do this it doesn't do that but I'm like first of all it's faster off the line than anything you've ever driven it's the Tesla Model 3 owners are the new BMW drivers because they are up my ass so fast like you pass them and they're pulling out of a parking lot and boom there they are like oh my god that is not that no normal person should have that accessible torque at their disposal. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> okay.
1: We have to talk about this. Okay. So uh, electric cars have redefined what many people view as good performance. So uh, take our era of E92 M3s, right? Like I had uh, some, anyway, it doesn't matter what had, but I had some fun cars. Sure. And the the idea was like a Mini Cooper GP. Like I had my GP. I used mm. to rip up and down the Excellent. Merit Park. And you thought I was, man, you thought
0: that thing was fucking screaming, didn't you?
1: And, and you know what, it, it, I knew it wasn't fast, but it just, it, it had the fizz. It was fun. I could zip in and out of traffic. You're winding it out to 6,500, you know, RPM each shift. And it's just a fun, you get in this model three and I have the performance when I, and you know, I've had the model S as well. You get in any of these Teslas and you put your foot down and you're just like in a whole nother time zone. It's a different dimension.
0: It's so so insane. You can literally get sick. Like, yes. I get, I have, I'm very prone to like nausea lately, which I'm honestly, every time I, like I, I talked about in that Subaru, I was like, man, this thing literally was so smooth. It made me yes, sick. I heard you say that. I'm thinking this is going to be like the, in, in 24 months, I'm going to get like a CAT scan and find out that I've had a brain tumor the size of a golf ball. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm right. going to look back. and like, that's when I noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> it that's damn the, legacy. St- goddamn legacy. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's so fast that it would make like people over like 40 years old be like oh this is nauseatingly fast like that's not a healthy thing to do
1: right so you have all these new people uh, and new as in new people that are interested in cars because of the technology of evs or tech right and now they believe you know they go out and they're buying their model 3 performance that they're driving a sports car and their car is zero to 60 on paper faster than everything therefore it's better uh-huh. And so this is 99% of Tesla owners is performance is measured on paper. And as you and I know, and the saying goes around, you don't drive cars on paper. And, uh, you know, it's just not the case. Now, I will say uh, we just built a Model 3 for Pike's Peak and we're oh, going to yeah. run it at Fantastic. the end. And it's insanely capable. Oh, it'll do like the this thing. thing is stupid fast around our track.
0: People need to also realize, like, Pikes Peak, there's a reason why every car at Pikes Peak is a turbo. It's because there's Mm -hmm. massive elevation changes and you need forced
1: induction. Right. Well, you need that or you need electric where altitude doesn't matter.
0: So that's the thing. Electrics with Pikes Peak is just like, oh my God, we just, like, don't even have to tune for that. No, it's not even a thing. Just give it some frigging downforce and send her up. (laughs) That's right. Just less density, less air you have to push through. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean let's talk about the uh, cannonball thing because I've been involved and I'm still like being very cautious about what I say my involvement is with this. But, you know, people figured out that I knew probably too much about that Audi S8 that I drove recently and I'm getting, and and, and it's funny because some people are like, Hey, like, were you in the car? What, what, what were you doing? Other people just flat out just start talking to me as if like they have a photo of me at the Portofino. Um, but cannonballing as a culture is starting to divide into all these subgroups because overall, like the main, you know, the 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 one with the huevos is to get a fast car, a big sports sedan or whatever, and just get it across the country as fast as possible. But honestly, that game is starting to dwindle because the 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 amount of time you're coming to this like asymptotic zero, like you can't go any faster than a certain part like point.
1: And, right, or you're you're. I mean, at this point, you're definitely going into jail.
0: Oh my god, and- the speeds are. St- stupid they are stupid
1: yeah i mean i think with modern cars especially during this pandemic time you just rip it
0: yeah exactly but now these subcategories i think are actually more fascinating because to do it in the crazy speed there's so much luck involved like you have to not hit a traffic jam you have to hope that you know you didn't just get like stuck behind a cop for 20 miles like there's so many little things now that are like not they're not skill-based it's like just totally like don't jinx yourself make sure you have your lucky underwear on and go right but, whereas with what you're doing with an ev cannonball there's so much different strategy and so much of a different approach and the time it, yes it matters but it's a little different like tell me what the what the thought process was because was was al did did you break alex's record was that how that was
1: so this story never got told. Should we tell it on your on your podcast? Let's, let's do, do it. it. It's not anything crazy. It's not bad. It's it's kind of funny. No, these
0: are like uh, these are like nearly legal cannonballs. These are great. This is what I love.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, this doesn't even have to do with anything law breaking. It's just coincidence. <laughs> uh, the cannonball that Alex did was fifty hours sixteen minutes. That was his fastest EV run. Alex did it in a blue Model Three with Dan Zarilla. He went from West Coast to East Coast. Uh, I have a problem with the West Coast to East Coast. I'll be the first to say it. I don't like it. It's not in the true spirit of Cannonball. Yeah, I don't but either.
0: I, I still, but, I'll give it the stamp of
1: approval, but it doesn't, it never settles well with me. It doesn't me. sit well with me. Yeah. I'm just, it's Portofino Red Ball. It and I get like... they did the Darien thing and like you could do all these, but I, I just like the Portofino doesn't Red Ball. Doesn't it just feel like good.
0: you're driving home? Like, it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you drove... awful. I
1: hate driving East. I love driving West.
0: Agreed. Because it feels like you're going somewhere new, the promised land, you know, you're getting to right, the Pacific. Right, because we're East Coast (laughs) Nobody wants to go jump into the ocean in the Atlantic. I want to go run into the ocean in the Pacific.
1: That's right. So anyway, Alex and pretty much everyone before that did west to east coast runs. There's advantages uh, for for light. You get extended nightfall going west to east. You also get uh, winds, which matter more in an electric car. Uh, Similar to jet stream, most wind blows east. So it's good to go that way. Top so tip. everyone did it there. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm going to give away that tip, <laughs> uh, but I won't recognize your run if you go west to east. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, the, um, so it, it was like t- a year, maybe two years later, uh, I went to California to prep for my run. And what I was really concerned about was the time out of New York city and into Los Angeles from Barstow. I know the struggle. Because Yeah, this was the, this was the, the biggest, uh, I felt that the largest time, uh, issue that I could leave on the table was missing an exit, uh, getting stuck in traffic, knowing side routes. You could,
0: you could add an hour, you could add an hour with easily 10 miles left.
1: Right. And so I one for range purposes really needed to make sure that we arrived dead because there's no reason to charge more. And then if I had to detour, make sure I knew exactly where I had to go. So I wouldn't run out of electricity or time. So there's a little bit more you know, thought process to go in with an EV. When I was out there, I stopped at the Portofino and I saw a black Model 3 with New Jersey plates. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Someone went cross country. No way. Good for them. <laughs> I go back. We do our run. And then literally the day after I announced my time, I heard about that black model 3's run which was slower so we had beaten it but they technically held the record for a few days and no one they, the news really didn't get out about it cuz they were a little slow to post.
0: I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize about cannonball who aren't like really into it like if you're in the know if you're if you are a cannonballer we know about so many more times that have been set whether they were winning times or just incredibly fast that when somebody says, for example, the 2629 that I posted about, I, uh, there's so many nasty comments that'll be like, like all that money and still didn't win. What a pussy. Right. And, it's like, and I'm like, you, you don't even understand what 2629 means. Like you were like, you're looking at a clock. Think about it in the car. Um, And then, and then with that, like you feel really bad for those guys. Cause you're like, oh, if they wanted a little taste of glory. And they were doing the responsible thing by maybe not announcing it that day, that night, right. whatever. Like, you know, it, and not everybody's like scurrying down to Atlanta to go jump on on Ed's channel and, and tell the story. Right. Um, and not right. everybody who's a cannonballer, another thing, even knows Ed. There are people who are cannonballers who just like think they had the idea and they go do it and they do it well. And then they right. find out, they're like, oh, my God, there's people That's who do thing. this. I've
1: heard of many of these runs, especially for the electric car world. Uh, I know of 10 attempts to break my record uh, since I said it. Yeah. And What uh, was your time? 45 hours, 16 minutes. That's
0: crazy fast for how for many, an electric car, for how many times you have to stop. 26, 26. Stop. And you, you your strategy <laughs> is um,
1: like the 15 minute charge. So it doesn't necessarily matter on time. It was uh, to charge only during when the battery can accept the most electricity at any given point, uh, peak charging rates. And so a lot of there the, I've seen uh, electric vehicle runs trying to charge the least and to be efficient while driving, but the cars charge so fast you can pretty much drive as fast as you want, pull in dead, charge it to 30, 40, 50% till it starts to slow down charging. Sure. And then go to the next and pull in dead again.
0: And so unless you were able to, let's say, hack the battery software, which would in turn like damage the battery by trying to charge it too fast or overheat it or something like you're limited by that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a mechanical limitation at that point. Uh, oh, because right. if you throw enough current at the cells, uh, the whole pack voltage will increase and lithium really doesn't like much more than 4.25, 4.3 volts in individual cell uh, and then stuff will just catch it on fire. Oh. So it's pretty much, um, like, fa- like Tesla's really aggressive on their charging profiles. Uh, so, so we, I, so I we've think seen
0: they had it. it the most. Yeah. So we've seen in the occasional, um, like garage fire.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah. And again, it's hard to say any particular case, but I can't think of one that's happened while charging in a supercharger at least. Right. That's no, neither hard. can I, yeah.
0: which, which you would think that would be the most likely place for it to happen if it were when to the cells
1: are under the most stress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I've I've never had an issue charging or supercharging. But yeah, the the strategy with an EV now has to be uh, peak charging rates, pull in dead, drive fast. So you're doing cannonball speeds, but only for 100 miles at a time.
0: How fast? So how fast can a Model 3 go? Like 130?
1: Um, No. The one that I did it in, actually. So we just had this performance at the Salt Flats uh, in Bonneville saw that. last oh, week. Oh my god! You guys right. gotta
0: check the description for um, Kyle's Instagram and everything, because like I love, I literally, I-, I rarely message you on it, but I watch all your stories because I'm always just like, where <laughs> are you right now? Like,
1: what are you doing? Well, What's... this trip's been particularly insane, but we maxed it out. It- it's supposed to do 162, but we only got 157 on the flats. Was
0: that the case in back a few year a couple years ago, when you set the record?
1: No. So that car would do I did it in a rear wheel drive long range configuration, which not to give away any secrets, that's the best one to do that's it. It's the way to go. Uh, it's the one to do it. And I'll tell a little story about why in a minute. But uh that car can do 140. And so 140, the way that we had that car set up, which was lowered on super arrow wheels. Uh, was okay. And we were able to hit it. It's been a year. I can talk statute of limitations of passed. Uh, it's I've been a learned, year, two days ago. They, they never, they never, they never, no, they no, don't they, care.
0: They, it's amazing how fucking popularized and illegal this shit is. And people just don't like, I've never heard of anyone had a cop knocking their door. No,
1: they don't care. It's honestly, it's it's a relatively safe event. There's never been a major accident involving another vehicle in cannonball history.
0: I do have fear of that now that the times are getting crazy. Like I think people are going so fast now that we are we are. It only takes one. We're so close to having that event. But all right, sorry. Anyway, your your car. (laughs) It only
1: takes one accident, and the whole thing's done. It's true. The, The thing that I like about the EV runs though is they're not about max speed. It's about showcasing the improvement of technology. Yes. Now, eventually, the technology will become so good that it turns into what the normal cannonball is.
0: I was, I, I really think that that is gonna, be, that is so fast approaching. Um, yes. But at the same time, part of what you did. Is more of a testament to like, can we get over the fucking range anxiety because you can drive this car from coast to coast. So the fact that you can even get a car coast to coast without stopping at a private residence is a massive achievement for just the infrastructure alone of Tesla of, of electric cars.
1: Yeah, well that's a good point. So you've been there's been cross-country routes for a while. I think we've done a good job on the YouTube channel showcasing a lot of the infrastructure, right? We went to the middle of nowhere this trip. We were in Death Valley, we were in Glacier National Park touching the Canadian border. We were at Moab off-roading a couple of days ago. Like you can go anywhere, literally anywhere in the continental US, and you don't have to worry about getting there and back to a charger. Um and, and I think that's huge. What's the big thing now is can you do that with a non-Tesla electric car? Oh yeah. So for those who <laughs> listen to that is a great the, question. Yes. Yeah, so for those who listen to the podcast who may not know, Tesla superchargers are just for Teslas. It's like your iPhone charger will only charge an iPhone, and so uh, it's not. A, I mean, technically, another manufacturer could pay to join the network, but it's not going to happen. That's just They're not already happening. getting full, and so now we're relying on third party. You know, basically the third parties to put in these very expensive unprofitable charging stations. Like a, it's what, a huge what's the problem.
0: big the big one what? Electrify America or something? Is that the So
1: Electrify America is the fastest growing uh charging network and what they are is Volkswagen Dieselgate punishment. And uh they are owned by Volkswagen AG. It's part of their agreement to put in infrastructure and they have been doing a great job. Like seriously really good job of putting in Top quality units, 350 kilowatt, the fastest ones you can get. And now they have two cross-country routes. And there's been people who've done it. Uh, Jeff Glucker on Huniverse, they did an Audi e-tron cannonball coast to coast. There's others who have done it. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what a Taycan could do at 270 kilowatt charging.
0: I agree. And 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 the reason I... the Honestly, the only reason I know this is because one of the... Like, as a small youtuber dude i have a few um like not not every uh manufacturer runs up to me and is like hey make sure you're at my event like hyundai will and ford for i love the ford marketing people and they uh, they're and the best they invited me out Rhonda. ron shout out to Rhonda. she's like yeah she's the friggin <laughs> best like every, and it's crazy if you don't know Rhonda, you don't even work in the car industry <laughs> but she's amazing and so she had me over to uh fenway park to see the mach e um, that's right like months and months and months ago um and you know, it wasn't a running version. It could, it could, it could move under its own power. Um, and uh, you know, their 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 marketing guy, uh, you know, made the whole big pitch to me about how you know, oh, we're gonna be better than Tesla because. And it was a very hard thing to listen to because I'm like, I know that what you're saying, although these might be facts, I also know that it's not that simple, and I'm curious what you think about how infrastructure for electric vehicles is going to proliferate and the and 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 like matt ferris said recently he's like dude there's no effing way that if like la saturates with electric cars that there's enough infrastructure to charge these there just isn't so like what happens especially if you've got dvd versus betamax or you know what i mean like uh, uh, hd I don't even remember.
1: God. DVD. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have different charging Blue standards. Blu-ray
0: versus HD. And it's like, okay, so which one do you buy? Now you've got all of these charging stations around, yet there really is half the amount because you've chosen your technology.
1: Right. Okay. So this is good good stuff to talk about for sure. Uh, this is I get hugely involved with this. This is my day-to-day living. Uh, the, the first thing you mentioned is uh, let's talk about what happens if everyone drives an electric car. Right now we're good in the U.S. We have overcapacity of power in every region by about 30%, which I I forget the number, but it's something like 28 million EVs we can handle comfortably. There's a difference between total power that we can generate in a year, whatever gigawatt hours it is per region, uh, and then how much energy people need at a given time. So if everyone plugs in their electric car at 3 o'clock on a 100-degree day in Boston, they don't have the capacity for that it's not going to happen this is
0: classic like christmas supply chain it's like right. yeah we, we we can make this many a year but if you all need them in the third week of december we got issues
1: right so there's some plans that are going in there's a couple ways around it one would be you don't want to impact your consumer so you just charge up big batteries or some sort of energy storage solution on the low times and when you need peak demand you just dump you know a little bit from the battery into the car So I forget the number, but a couple hundred Electrify America sites already have this technology built into them, which I think is really cool. And it saves the charging company on peak demand charges, which one charging session from like a Tycon at 270 kilowatt can run a whole uh, electric vehicle charging station in the negative for an entire year just in demand charges from one charging session. It's crazy because we're not talking about little power. These cars are taking like two Costco's into them. Like, we're, yeah. you know, it's a hard problem. So now there's legislation going in that's going to help uh, not have electric vehicle charging stations get hit with the same type of peak demand charges that a factory would, where they could plan out their energy use. Sure. So that's one side of it. I think Matt's absolutely right. If everyone decided to drive an EV in Los Angeles right now, it's not possible. But I think uh, gradually we will increase capacity. We will add, you know, I think the solution is add a lot of slow chargers and not so many fast chargers right
0: and, you need to, uh, and and like you said from a macro standpoint you're like yeah the energy's there from a micro standpoint it's like that uh that backup actually you're in colorado in col i remember last christmas in colorado there was like a snowstorm and it limited where people could go and then there was like a mile backup of teslas trying to charge at this one station right and it's like oh great you know whereas whereas like they because that's the thing they knew like they're like oh i can't get through this pass right it's like you're just going to be totally on your own for 100 miles so everyone has to stop
1: right well it would be the same with a gas station when roads are closed right we see lines at those it's just electric cars take a little longer to charge so the lines get longer exactly uh, and there's like not you, any charging stations yeah it's like having
0: but, a really slow bagger at, at the grocery store it's just that right. that line's going to be a while exactly she, she's and so great at what she does her organization yeah. is fantastic it's just <laughs> she thinks a lot
1: <laughs> yeah so this problem will get you know this this is certainly short term problems that will get figured out one with more chargers and two with with people that can use their vehicles more and understand them as it becomes more common knowledge but definitely having slower overnight charges Rather than the mentality of I'm low, let me fill it up to 100% and drive 300 miles again, that's not how you drive an EV. You just plug it in whenever you're not using it and you just trickle it up and then you're good to go. And then on a road trip, when you stop at a highway rest stop, that's when you use the fast chargers for a 10-minute charge. And that's the mentality shift that works so much better with people's daily solutions. I never have to go out of my way to a gas station if I'm running late to a meeting. I right. just get in my car and it's full in the morning. Isn't that beautiful?
0: That is, a, that is a really beautiful thing. I'm actually looking forward to the, I mean, I don't have like a charging station at the house right now, but I will happily just like let it trickle overnight through, you know, a power yeah, outlet Yeah, you'll or get whatever.
1: 60 miles of range on a 110 outlet.
0: And I'm already uh, on solar. I mean, my entire house is run on solar right now. So it's like, perfect. we're good to go.
1: Yeah, that's all you need, and, and that's pretty cool. And so I wanted to offer this too. Next time I'm in Boston, you should drive my car for a couple of days. That'd be great. Because um, Tesla doesn't do press cars, so you should take my car. I would love, I was just go- thinking that.
0: Not, not necessarily your car, but yeah, me and Chris Amos talk about how Tesla doesn't do
1: press cars Right. I got to get Chris my car too. You guys are more than welcome to him anytime.
0: So speaking of you, you always are very generous with your vehicles and what you're doing, but you always make this offer that I need to just say out loud because it's fucking crazy. You're always like, Hey, come to the track, come to the track. track. So like you, you tell me you have a racetrack. Like, what is this
1: about? (laughs) Right. So we have an automotive testing facility in North Carolina. It's a two mile long road course. It's a dream come true. And essentially that's where I've put my company's headquarters and it's in partnership with North Carolina center for automotive research, which is the government body that basically the short story is Lotus built a track Lotus ran out of money and they didn't finish the track. So the North Carolina government stepped in, tried to finish a track and then like under this, we're going to hire people and it'll be good for the local economy hired like one person and then didn't do anything with it.
0: When was <laughs> it that Lotus did that? When did Lotus start building that?
1: Two thousand eight is basically when the recession hit. They they backed out.
0: Man, that's so bizarre that Lotus would be. I mean, doesn't that say that like we might have gotten more than just like the end of
1: the Elise? <laughs> if if they well, had a lot of okay. it, a lot of it, honestly, had was funding for the Tesla Roadster project too. True, uh, true. So that is where the track started. Now we've come full circle, and so, we're really turning it into like a. Um, a great place for OEMs to come and test their EVs. So, like that Mach E drift car that everyone saw rolling around. Yes, that was all at our spot. All right. So, tell, do, cool. so
0: have you seen that? That the the and it looks like it looks fake. It's like the spy video of the guy running right. through the it's woods. Right.
1: It's totally. It, it's it's a marketing move by RTR.
0: Okay, I thought so because I'm like I'm looking at this and I'm just like this is too good. This is too. It wonderful. has to be.
1: And you know we we went through and we made sure that no one got on the facility and it's just it's not. Uh, it's not, uh, it can't be real. No, everyone knows it's fake.
0: Well, not only that, but like the, the, it was cute because they, they were, they were trying to get the guy to be like, Oh, and he's saying what the fuck? And he's saying all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no car spotter on the planet would ever speak ever yeah nobody who's weird nobody professional enough to go and film a thing like after hopping a fence would ever speak they know better bozzy 19 bozzy 92 he not stupid enough to talk he lets the cars talk
1: (laughs) yeah so i i even if you look on google maps so like some eagle-eyed fans reached out they were like oh no way that's the out of spec track And then like some guys zoomed in on Google maps and like showed the trees and it's only like four trees deep. And then the rest is just a parking lot. So it's not (laughs) like there's not anything there. (laughs) No, no. It
0: looks like this very, it looks like you're like, like hacking into the Nurburgring, like in the forest, you know?
1: Right. I mean, the track is in the middle of nowhere. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a struggle for us to even find a house to live in near there uh, because that's the whole reason we live in North Carolina is for the track. And, uh, even then the closest, I would say livable town was 40 minutes away. That's yeah. so That's my cool. commute went from an hour and a half one way now down to 40 minutes. And now we're sort of in the position where at least for like the whole idea with the track that I sort of wanted to stay in North Carolina for was, well, now we get great car access thanks to inside EVs and the press fleets and everything. And we have the perfect place to test them on an independent testing center like what's better than this? And then came the question of, well, who who do I post this stuff with? Because I can't like no one cares on my channel. Sure. Um, and that's been the weirdest thing with getting press cars is everyone you know signs up with an organization, works their way up, maybe gets a car a month, maybe a car every two months, goes on a first drive here or there. I went the complete 180, which I'm first world problems. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah. Not complaining. It's here's all the cars in the world. Now go figure out what you want to do with them. Right.
0: And you feel this Correct. immense pressure too, because when somebody gives you a car, like they're giving you usually like, you know, and, and the way press cars are, are are built, they're always like top, top line things. So yes. You're, Max. You, like you're getting the the legacy was shocking to be like, oh, a $26,000 car. I was like, wow, this is actually the coolest thing in the fleet because this doesn't exist. There are no sub, right. everything's 50 grand <laughs> or more. I mean, like the frigging Durango is like $76,000. Right. So you know, you feel this immense pressure that like, okay, they're going through the trouble to give you this stuff. They're giving you a tank of gas. They're making sure, well, you know, if you're a gentleman, you it's a half tank. So you always give them something on the way back, but um, right.
1: I always give them it. I, my internal rule is a half a tank or more when I return it, because I know they're getting it back with less tire than they dropped it off. With.
0: Oh, for sure. What do you, what's your, like, I usually try to keep it to like 500 to 600 miles or so. Uh, I'm 2000 a week. Wow. In the press cars. Yeah. Oh my God. I might do some more road trips.
1: Yeah. I honestly, you know, I you talk to these fleet prep companies and they're just like, just drive it. And so like the first couple, I was like, let me actually, you know, what's funny. What was your first press car? My first press car was
0: the Gladiator Mojave, actually, which was cool. Oh,
1: really? I was like, was that?
0: it was, it's basically a Jeep Raptor. It's very cool.
1: Was it squishy, like fun to drive over bumps in? Yeah,
0: definitely not as soft as the Raptor. The Raptor is a lot more like, you know, the Raptor. Raptor is like,
1: let me hit a curb and just floor it. Yeah, and let, let it. me
0: drink this hot cop- coffee with no lid and jump the <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, that's fine. Whereas this definitely, you notice the bumps, but um, you're clearly not doing damage to it. Um, and it even has hydraulic bump stops in the front. So like, you could just drop this thing off of like a cliff. And as long as
1: it landed on the front first, it would be fine. Yeah. Um, so the jeep mojave gladiator the gladiator mojave yeah i have an interesting one so my first day getting a press loan to me not working for another company driving someone else's car was wild um you know since we decided to hit the go button on this inside ev's youtube channel it was let's go make a ton of content let's go catch up on everything let's do it um I literally, in a span of three hours, never having a press car, had three cars dropped off in my driveway.
0: Oh my, God, I would have had a and heart attack. I wouldn't have even been I happy did. about that. I'd be like, what are you doing? Well,
1: that was the thing. They all came from different prep companies Oh, you and they have two, were just like three different fleets yeah they were all like <laughs> yeah. we're dropping it off today because you're that's like part of our rotation i'm like oh
0: no i
1: don't know what to do here so then you know i have a cameraman Timon, and so Timon and i were just like all right we need to do this car this day and so i ended up requesting two cars for two weeks sure. and they were totally cool with that but uh, basically, all I did was drive the Volvo V60 Polestar for a whole week straight. Oh, I love that and video. And the other so car had, sitting there. Yeah,
0: you had great <laughs> videos on that. I love the I love the the back road shoot. With yeah, those. that looked great. That was
1: so much fun. That was a great car. Honestly, it's my favorite car they've ever given uh, that I've ever gotten out of the press fleet. And uh, but not uh, that will end soon because next week I have something crazy exciting. Um, but basically, yeah, the whole press car thing was wild because. You know, it's certainly a dream job to drive someone else's car and to 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 do that from your personal side. But then it's like, okay, I need to give the manufacturer some content, right? right you have to give so, them. I mean,
0: they're giving you the thing in trade. Like it's it's it's. I mean, there is. The, you know, you're not just get. They're not just like, hey, here's
1: your free car. It's like no, right, gotta- and they drive them up from Atlanta to Rocky Mount, which is seven hours for me. See, so literally, this- someone stays overnight twice a week to bring me a car.
0: This is why my fleet company loves me because I'm like less than an hour away from the fleet. And oh, that's smart. so like I get like these like really great old dudes that come that just, you know. They oh,
1: yeah. Just, I get the old guys, too.
0: They're all like ex cops. They're so funny. <laughs> yeah. They're almost always named Tom or Charlie. And <laughs> they just, you know, they come up. They don't. And the funny thing is, like, they're not necessarily car people. And I forget that. And so they'll drop something off. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, they have no idea. And I'm is. talking and I'm like, I sound like a child talking about Pokemon cards. And this guy's yes. like, dude, I don't give a shit. Just sign the paper.
1: I'm- <laughs> yes. <laughs> sign it and i need to go back and get another car exactly so um yeah it's it's been wild this is a whole new world so what i'm doing now my plan at least is i'm doing uh, obviously written reviews for inside evs and motor one uh if they don't want it or they've already reviewed it or i think a better outlet i'm gonna put it on hooniverse with jeff glucker and everyone over there yep and so now i feel like i can at least provide content on the cars uh, which was which is really good. So I still have a couple cars I need to write articles on. I had like a row of four really boring uh, CUVs. Like th- not that they were bad, but I had like the CX-30. No, it's hard to write about stuff Ford. you're not interested in. It's just like, let me copy and paste. I don't know how to differentiate any of this stuff. They're all cars that I would never own. And like, what? Well, <laughs> but I think the Ford Escape Hybrid was pretty good, I yeah, will say.
0: They're for- that's the thing. They're forgettable. The other thing is you... Um, when you get the first one, let's say you get like some, you know, the Mazda CX3 or something or CX5, um, you know, you get you get these cars and unless you've compared it, unless you can literally be like, oh, I've driven the CRV, the RAV4, this, the, that, the, this, the, that. Like your opinion is meaningless because you're just like talking about a thing in isolation.
1: You need a full year of rotation before you can have a really good, well-rounded understanding. I'm lucky where I've been. You know, able to drive these cars for a while. They just hadn't been loaned to me. So I, I was in a jump started position. Um, but I still feel the same way where it's like, I don't exactly remember what the 2020 CRV drove like that I drove six months ago. They all drive the same. So this has uh, been fun. And, and it's a new challenge to write because I've always been a video guy. I've always been about making content. And so now it's like, no one wants to watch about a Ford Escape hybrid on my YouTube channel as much as I'd like to show it. Uh, so I'll write an article about it. That way, I can keep the fleet rolling through, so I can get to the cars that will do well.
0: Sometimes, though, you you'd be surprised. Um, so for example, there are cars where, like, for uh, winding road is interesting because we're like you'll drive like a a, a Mazda three and it just goes gangbusters, or like the uh, Volkswagen Golfs always do really well. Volkswagen
1: like, Golfs always oh do well. Oh my
0: god, like seriously. Always. Um, but then I'll go drive a like a rare Italian car, okay? Something that's just like crazy. Now, sometimes you get a Testarossa. Testarossas are great because I feel like SEO is always, always beneficial for a Testarossa. It's always ready. Some some kid or some old guy is just like, hey, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a million views on that video right now. And I'm like, <laughs> so or right. close to it. I'm like, sweet, that's great. And it's like a, a leisurely drive because you got to remember, this is not a press car. It's a car for right. sale. It's someone's own car, <laughs> and like, they're selling it. Like I can't just thrash some like for sale car. You know what I mean? So people are like, right. "Oh, you barely drove it." I'm like, "Yeah, well, when someone loans you your the, a mint Testarossa, like tell me how you're going to treat it, especially when they're going to see exactly what you did to it." Um, right. Well, you know, and so that's great. But then this, I get the cars that I get excited for. I drove that Bizzarini recently. And that right. car, I mean, I'll, I'll never get that opportunity again, maybe. I mean, that's insanity, yet there's no SEO for that because nobody even knows what a Bizzarini is.
1: So well, that's the thing. What do you think is the car that you personally had the most value out of but performed the poorest online?
0: Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um... I would have to think on that, but like, yeah, it's usually cars that are what I consider very exciting and weird and quirky, like a Morgan three-wheeler or something, but just that have no um, mainstream uh, fanfare. So, oh, you know what? I know what it is. I know what it is. It's the Alpine A110 from nineteen. What was it? Else? Right. I so.
1: watched that video because you and I have the same interest in cars, but no one else. And and that car, like, <laughs>
0: and you could hear my genuine like horror, excitement, all of because people are like, oh, this guy says like so many times. I'm like, dude, I'm literally like sitting next to Leonardo DiCaprio on an airplane <laughs> right now, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not cool. You know what I mean? It was hard to right. be cool in that moment. Um and, you know, the thing like max speed with that rear end was like, you know, 67 miles an hour or something. It was right. it was a goofy experience. And the car, it was, honest to God, not built for a human being. It was so tiny. It made no sense. It was hard to drive in every way, but it was so enjoyable. And yet that video, like, no one will ever really see it because... As far as I was concerned, that was like, oh my God, I can't believe I drove this thing. And I, you know, you come home and you rush to your computer and you upload it and you go do your thing. And, and then, then it's
1: like nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 on YouTube. <laughs>
0: and, and before that, like, uh, the, uh, what's funny, it's now my most viewed video, but that Lamborghini snowdrift thing, I remember coming home right, confidently saying to my roommate, this will be my first 1 million view video. And I put it up and it did 20,000 views and died. Right. And I'm like, what the I, fuck?
1: It happens to me all the time. It's also the same thing on my channel, which is the level of work to viewership is totally inverse. Oh my God. To what most people would think. And it's it the YouTube. This is the problem with YouTube. It does such a disservice to us that want to make quality, good content that makes us feel proud of our work. We cannot put that stuff out there no, because it's useless. it just it, it won't do well. And we can't keep up with it. I mean, you're asking yourself to work four times as hard can't do for it. four times less pay. I mean, so yeah. that's why these road trips are really good for me. And that's why our channel, like in the last like day, we grew a thousand subscribers. That's fantastic. Uh, which is amazing because I go on a drive. I use my iPhone. I shoot everything with this for our road trip videos. No is, joke.
0: Is that the out-of-spec motoring channel? Yeah. Uh, excellent.
1: Uh, I will say out of spec, uh, I would love for it to grow to the point where I can get into the groove and the cadence. And I feel like even in the last two or three months, we are almost there. I can predict the views on videos. I can predict how things are going. I know what people want to see that view that specific channel. Now that's not all the content I want to make. So I started a new channel called one lap. Gotcha. And one lap is one lap of our track in any car. And it's sort of like a uh, a ten minute long video at most. And it's here's a blurb about the car. Here's the stats. Here's it ripping around the racetrack. And here's how it did compared to everything else. And that's it.
0: So since you're unfairly ca- uh, typecast as the EV guy, what are what what is what's your real passion? Like if, if I were to be like, hey, here's here here's the car for the day. Pick your poison. What are you driving?
1: Oh, easy, easy. It's a Morgan three wheeler.
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I just got a text from um, a guy who literally was like, hey, do you want to drive a three-wheeler? I'm like, yes, because I've driven one, but I only drove Alex's in Manhattan, which was not a relaxing or... It was, was it just the t- black one yeah the one that did yeah. the west coast to east coast cannonball yeah. which must have been the worst cannonball of all time other than motorcycle cannonballs he did that in the winter too Ugh.
1: so you're gonna drive it through it so three i've driven a three-wheeler i'm going to own one within the next 12 months i predict ah, i boy. love that i love them what is it Except about it an-
0: what what draws you to that
1: i feel like i'm gonna die at 40
0: isn't it wonderful
1: It's amazing. And so, okay, this is what I've been trying to get to. I, next week, have the most amazing uh, dream press car road trip that I can ever think of that will fail on any platform I put it on. Are you getting a 720S Spider with... (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Morgan is giving me their plus 4 for a California coastal road trip for Oh. Me.
0: I mean, I uh, don't get like I got the the tiniest pang of bitter envy for a second. I've I've mostly gotten over that in my in my age, but yeah, that's that's a good ooh, that's a Well, good you should
1: one. fly out and come <laughs> because be it's going to be um it's going to be just uh, the most amazing thing. I'm going to write about it for Motor One, uh just just because that's the largest platform I have access to. But um And that's I, it's now the, that's their BMW turbo four, right? I don't think so. I actually, I'm not totally sure if it's the plus four, the F O U R, or the plus four, the number four. I've heard so this the, and it's
0: too hard for me to decipher this.
1: Okay. So the number four is basically all the old ones. It's the one with the four four-cylinder.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think this is a BMW power plant. So it'd be similar to like what would be in a, I don't even know what's new anymore. Right. Like a
1: 328 or 330i. Yeah. Or a Mini Cooper S. Right. It's that, it's the B48 engine. Gotcha. And so the plus four number four, everyone else gets, but not us in the US yet. We get it next year. Gotcha. So I think I get the last one of the current run. So um, before they go to the BMW engines, which it's going to be like a, goodbye story. And here's it send off up the coast. And that's what it's going to do. If it's the BMW one, I'm just going to rip it everywhere and have a blast. Well, but that- I, I, you know, I'm a three-wheeler guy, but a plus four road trip in California, Alyssa's going to come with me. We're going to dress like we're in the fifties. Hell yeah. Just
0: Cosplay is a big part of the Morgan experience. I wore yes. like a Russian hat with like a, like a bomber hat with the, with the, with the goggles and, the, and a you scarf and And like people, not only were they like cool car, they were like, it was like you were at Comic-Con. They were like, wow, you look amazing because I'm wearing this leather (laughs) jacket. I've got the scar, I've got the goggles. And that is definitely like, you would look so bizarre driving that car in anything else.
1: Right. Well, the thing with the Morgan that most people uh, will instantly realize if they've seen one on the road is it's the only car that you will get recognized by everyone in, but everyone doesn't hate you. This is huge. This is huge
0: because there are, if if I'm driving a, I, I notice this within the supercar world. So for example, if I'm driving a, if I'm driving like a yellow Ferrari, people flip you off.
1: Yeah, they hate
0: you. They'll look at you and they'll
1: just be like, look at this idiot. If you're driving
0: a McLaren's for whatever reason, don't get so much hate because people don't. You know what it is? Because they don't know what it is. They're like, oh, what's that? So you're in a 600. What's that alien coming It's Like, Oh, that's neat. And then the door opens. They're like, I'm interested in that. Um, An Audi R8, you get thumbs ups and you're the hero of all the Volkswagen boys. Well, in the Northeast, you get thumbs up. In the South,
1: not so much. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) true. But you're right. The Morgan. The Morgan is one of those cars where no matter where you are, what you're doing, they are just so happy and they're not envious. They just they just want to be part. Of, they're like on the sidelines cheering.
1: Yeah, there is no Morgan owner who doesn't have a giant book of friends that could call at any time Inclu- because everyone wants to go for a ride in a Morgan. You're not going to find anyone on the street. Like if you're bored one day, like we've been, obviously it's just been me and Alyssa for the most part. Like we haven't seen many people, but when this is done, if I had a Morgan, which I will in California, but it's still COVID time, I could just pull up to anyone on the street and say, let's go for a drive. They'll get in. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It and- is the coolest thing. So I'm very much looking forward to this trip. I've, I'm probably going to, my prediction is I'll have five mechanical failures during it, which I think is to be expected. For
0: sure. It's part yeah. of the, and that's how you meet people. I'm looking Morgan. forward
1: to it. That's how you I meet the Morgan. I can't wait to see friends. where I
0: break down. Everybody wants to push a Morgan.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to see who I'm going to meet when that car breaks down.
0: That's that is the ticket. So I'm, I am I think we should wrap here. But I do think that I want to I want to keep you as a like one of those kind of semi regular guests because you've always got really cool things going on. I never know sure. where you're going next. Um, I'm always Me either. I'm always fascinated we by this your trip journey.
1: Two days before we left. That's fantastic.
0: See, I like that. I need that. I'm like too much of a... I don't like change. I'm like I'm like, oh, oh, we have to go where? I'm like, is there a bathroom? Like that <laughs> uh, I'm
1: like, I've sat in my house for three days. Let's go somewhere. <laughs> I need
0: to be I need to be like, is there parking and is there a nice quiet bathroom? Those are my <laughs> those
1: are right. My two and when needs. you drive an electric car, you're gonna be like, is there charging? We don't even look if there's charging anymore. We're like it'll make great content if we run out. Let's go. Oh my and god. And we bring our two dogs with us everywhere too.
0: See, you're like the you're like the electrified version of nine nine six road trip. You've got the roof rack, you've got the dog, you're, right. you're ready to go. What a unique take! I, I like talking to Kyle because he he kind of encourages me to get out of the house. He he's always on the move, and I love that. I wish I could just go live out of my car. He's like the 996 road trip of Teslas. He's just he's just out there doing the thing. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to respect the drive, and uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Follow the podcast whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever the heck you listen. Just keep listening. We'll see you next time.